Welcome back to Meet at the Quarterback, a Minnesota Vikings podcast. My name is Harrison. I'm Hayes. I'm Andrew. Yes, you are, Andrew. You are Andrew. Um, pre-game, Vikings-Panthers, a battle of defeated teams. 0-3 versus 0-3. It's... Uh, it's an interesting start. It's a it's a unfortunate start to this 2023 season. It's a disgusting start. I was just about to say we're coming off of the Twinstown podcast and Hayes is feeling all sorts of negative critters going through his body. So I feel like Hayes is just going to come in hot and angry and cruel and mean and evil and yeah. Well, it is it is disgusting. It is disgusting. You had higher hopes. We've said it in the last episode. You had higher hopes than the garbage they've thrown out there and it's uh well they've just been stabbing themselves in the foot week after week after week so do i think it will change this week i to be honest don't even know i haven't i haven't even predicted the game yet i really don't know have you done i'm hoping you've done some preparation for today oh yes i have but i haven't predicted who will win i don't know okay all right that's all right well you got you know till the end of the episode here to uh submit your prediction um Couple things to note: Are we thinking Dalton Reisner is going to start on Sunday? He has to. Was my question. Ed Ingram is a liability. <laughs> he has to start, and I think he will start because if he doesn't, Kevin O'Connell will get so much. He will get reamed constantly on Twitter if Ed Ingram has another uh, one of his starts. Even if Ed Ingram is good, which is every single other offensive lineman being horrible, he will still get reamed. Did you see, I think it was Hayes actually, that hates the PFF grades, right? No, I like PFF. So does Andrew hate them? I thought one of you hated them. Andrew does not like PFF. I would say the most recent grade uh, that went out for Ed Ingram by PFF it has every right to be angry. Apparently his run blocking was so good that his overall PFF grade, despite giving up four sacks and six pressures was an I think it was, it was either a mid to high eighties. Yeah. That's what I hate about PFF. He was, he was the third, he was the third highest uh, graded offensive guy last week. And he gave up four sacks and six pressures. And he, and he had a holding so penalty. Yeah. He had two holding penalties. So, yeah. I will uh, I will now have to say that apparently that is not – that is not the you, – you can't just look at, I guess, a PFF grade and see if someone is good. You do have to actually watch the game. And then, you know, the Purple Daily does a nice job of the eye test to, I guess, what the analysts think. Um, or what pro football focus stat people think, but yeah, yeah I, I agree. Um, I think Reisner will start. I would agree that he should start. Um, I did also not know he played four field goal snaps uh, last week. He was on the field and dressed. Did I, you know I knew he was dressed, but I guess I didn't know he got any action. He got action during, I think, all our extra points. Okay. So, 
that, you know, is, I think, uh, makes it seem that he is in the right uh, trajectory to start on Sunday. Like he's, you know, he's getting out there. He's healthy. He's fine. He's not like a Marcus Davenport who is giving his stupid little wishy walk. Dude, I'm so sick of him. If he doesn't, if he doesn't play, if he does not play at least 50% of snaps on Sunday, trade him. Fourth round pick, fifth round pick. Don't care. Get rid of him. I would love to. Isn't he 13 million? Exactly. 13 million and he has seen maybe a total of half a dozen snaps. No, yeah, he's a joke. And he continues to sit in his locker smiling and laughing as people do uh, reports. Um, Hated seeing that video. Hated it. He he is legally robbing the Vikings every single week. Makes you miss uh, Zadarius Smith, who had a good first half of the season. But at least he showed up to every game. Um, but yeah, Davenport's been annoying. But yeah, I would also expect to see Reisner start. I believe he's getting first team reps at right guard, so that's where Ingram plays. All right, nice, love it. That is great news. Um, all right, expectations for Sunday against the Panthers. So, what are some things that you guys are, you know? either expecting to happen slash, you know, wanting to happen, I guess. Um, I guess. Hayes, you can go. No, you go first. I would expect this game to be close, as every game this year has been. Um, and I also wouldn't expect us to look better than we did last week, considering we have looked about the same every single week. Um, I think – uh, slight, we were... slight argument. The offense looks better every single week. I disagree. Parts of the offense. Parts of the offense look better every week. Um, I think the biggest thing is if you won last week, you have a really good chance to be 2-2, two and two, which is so a good better. start after being 0-2 oh compared to now you're going to be, even one. if you win 1-3, and three, and then you got to win two more games to even be 500. Yeah. So last week's loss hurt probably the most out of any of those games, just because you had a little more hope. Um, but yeah, I think, I think we have a better chance if Bryce, Bryce Young plays over Andy Dalton, just based off Flores' defense, plus like just historically against Andy Dalton um, over the last couple of years when he was on the Bears and when he was with the Saints last year, he kind of mm-hmm. tore us apart. Um, just when he was with the Cowboys as well. Yeah, with the Cowboys, good point too. Um, but yeah, and that same note, Andrew. I would rather, and it sounds like we will see Bryce Young over Andy Dalton, from what I've seen. That's uh, Bryce Young said he's good to go or is feeling healthy yeah. and is improving. And I would agree. I'd, I'd. It's weird to say you would rather see the what second overall pick. One. He was the one. It's weird to. Th- to say you'd rather see the number one overall pick than, you know, longtime ginger vet Andy Dalton. But, I mean, Dalton threw for 300-plus yards against uh, the Panthers against the Seahawks, which I guess the Seahawks' defense isn't great this year, but still. I expect yeah. to see some better play calls. Uh, the coaching has been the, – specifically the offensive play calls have been really, really bad in big moments – 
You've run just stupid personnel onto the field. So just be smart. You're, you're facing a, uh, a team where on paper, your roster is significantly better than them. So just don't, just don't hurt yourself by, by playing dumb. So better play calling, please. Yeah. Creative. I think so far, um, Carolina's run defense has been really bad. They gave up 130 against the Falcons and the Saints, and then just 140 against the Seahawks. So this would be a game where kind of what KOC did last week against uh, the Chargers, establish the run. Sounds like Cam, a- Cam Akers is going to get some snaps, or at least is going to be active to play. Mm-hmm. Um, Madison is definitely from a – yardage standpoint coming off one of his better games and from a um, yards per carry standpoint ty chandler also i think he only had three or four touches but he had i I, I thought he had 20 to 30 yards last week yeah Uh, i think he had about he had had something around there he had had two two longer nice runs yeah um so i would i would expect that you you establish the run you see, again, similar to what you saw against the, the Chargers. And I don't want to – I expect to finally clean up the turnovers. I don't think you should see – I mean, so far, aren't we averaging – we went three turnovers, four turnovers, two turnovers. So we're averaging three turnovers a game. I say you can't turn it over more than once. You get one turnover. Yeah, and that's being very kind. You shouldn't turn the ball over every game. Uh, yeah, of course. Of course. But, I mean, with our track record, I oh, will take I mean, yeah, one turnover. Oh, yeah. Especially since, you know, when you don't turn the ball over, you are moving the ball. You are you are getting better at moving the ball effectively. Yeah. I mean, we're not doing a good job at getting the ball in the end zone, but we are doing a good job at get, getting the ball downfield. Um, yeah. It's now, you know, which it was my next point, expectations to clean up the red zone offense. You put points on the board, uh, not just three, seven. You put up seven points when you get inside the 20. Yeah. Other other expectations you guys have or, or thoughts, things you would like to see um, on Sunday. Mm, no, I don't even want to say I expect them to win because I don't. And I would say until they actually start winning, I really don't care like what they do. <laughs> until they're five hundred or in like playoffs. But we have to get there until, first. You have to care first, I feel like, until we officially I did appreciate shut it down. what Yeah, but I did appreciate what JJ said. Today he talked about how people were already rating him off. And I would say it is still very early. It I is. think the most depressing thing is you've lost games that you could have won. And there's a lot of games ahead that are going to be very hard to win. I think that's the biggest thing that's kind of driving my hopes down. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, we said at the beginning of the year, and, you know, right now it doesn't look that way, but it's still not impossible. We could finish this year still looking better um, than we did last year, but with a worse record. Obviously, we're very yeah. on track for the worst record part. Um, but, I mean, you know, essentially – two to three turnovers that that don't happen you're looking at a much much different team and i know that's you know you're saying if only but um 
yeah, we're, we're, we're making a lot of mental sloppy, gross errors and it's costing us huge, way, way bigger than it did a year ago. So, um, who, who are we expecting a big game from? Or what what department are we expecting a a positive performance on Sunday? Yeah, I need to see a big game from Hawkinson. He was one of the main reasons you lost last week. The fumble, the can't catch a ball. He's getting paid the most a tight end has ever gotten play uh, ever made in the history of the NFL, and he's truly getting outplayed by the guy the Lions replaced him for. So um, right now he he is really looking like a dud and it's frustrating considering he sat out and they finally gave him the contract and it's clearly showing that he did not try at all during training camp. Um, so yeah, I need to see a big, like a big game. Like it has to be like eye opening. Whoa, you were actually good the throughout the entire game. So is that just like from an eye test? Are you expecting numbers? Like what if he numbers. just, it has to be numbers. Yeah. So what, what kind of numbers are you, what would be a, what would be a satisfying game from Hawkinson that you would need to see? I got a prediction about that later. I oh, okay. It. All right. Thanks. Um, Andrew? I expect – this is just what we expect, right? Yeah. Not or, what we yeah. need to see. Expect or what you wish or um, – yeah. I expect Justin Jefferson to have another <laughs> big game. Um. So he's tied for most receiving yards through three games in a season with, I believe it was either Eric Decker or Wes Walker, one of those two. I think it was Wes Walker, actually. Um, but no, I expect another big game from him. He's the only one that cares. Uh, he's the only one that wants to win on this team. And I expect another big game. I don't think uh, Carolina's defense is all that good. I think their pass defense might be a little bit better than their run. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's all I can really expect right now or hope to happen. I only want him to break the receiving record. That's all you um, care about. So season. we can go Yes. We can go like 6 and 11, but he gets 2000 yards, you'd be happy. As long as we're picking in the top 10, yeah. As long as what? We oh, we are picking in the top 10. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I, someone I, compared um Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson to Stafford and Kelvin Johnson. Being on a bad team and just putting oh. up really good numbers. Yeah. Dude, I was listening to one thing where I think it was it was Boone, which I actually really like him on, on Purple Daily. But he was saying how stats don't matter. And I would not agree with that. I agree that sometimes stats are over are, are looked at with too much like obsession. Like Andrew, you mentioned it last week or two weeks ago. Daniel Hunter is just a stat king um you could also definitely say kirk cousins is a stat king like they just put up really good numbers but they make a like daniel is literally mia for essentially 80 percent of plays but he'll collect a sack here and there and that his numbers look better than his actual performance um and kirk can you know I, i'd say kirk's kind of the opposite he looks really good probably 80 to 85 percent of the game but then he's going to make one crucial crucial play that needs to be made that he's going to either do a mental error or not know what to do, um, which, yeah, bo- uh, you know, I don't think you should completely ignore stats. Um, 
but yeah, I, I, I do agree with the people who say, you know, certain Vikings like Kirk and what you had mentioned with the Neil, sometimes it's uh it's, it's a little blown up. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I already mentioned it. I think running backs will have a big game mainly because, you know, I think KOC definitely wants to establish the run. He did last week with success. Um, and so far the Panthers this year has, have been pretty bad against the run. So I would expect Madison to see, you know, another 15 plus touches. I bet again, Cam Akers, maybe half a dozen, uh, Ty Chandler, maybe half a dozen. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we run the ball 25 times. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think it has to happen, but in terms of like, who do I see or what group do I see kind of having a big game? I see the, our, our running backs kind of, you know, having a, a nice positive game on the ground. I like that. Um, struggles and fearful concerns. What things scare us? What players are we, you know, not expecting to, you know, have, have, positive plays on on sunday yeah the well obviously the offensive line has been a huge liability all season um with reisner hopefully starting in place of ingram it'll hopefully get better but um no the offensive line has been horrible and um the secondary was the secondary and the defense itself has been not great um they've been better than last year but that's you could have thrown anyone out there; it'd have been better than last year. So Byron Murphy was horrible last week. So I'm going to say oh, the wow. offensive line needs. Need, I'm fearful that they're really going to struggle, and I'm fearful that Byron Murphy's really going to struggle. I don't know who he'll go up against, but um, is it Old Man Thielen? Maybe. But yeah, he he was horrible last week too. Yeah, that was that was definitely. I felt like we didn't see any any of him the first two weeks, which maybe now is a good thing. Uh, means he wasn't getting beat. And then we saw a whole heck of a lot of him on Sunday when Keenan Allen put up, what was it, 18 receptions? For 200-plus yards. And I would guarantee over double digits were on Byron Murphy. Absolutely, yeah. Um. I had the same I had the same things in terms of D-backs. I bet Murphy and Evans will struggle. Um, again, if Young plays, I think, you know, uh, Flores' blitz-heavy defense will actually, I think, scare him and force him to make some pretty poor decisions. But, unfortunately, I could also see it being the Vikings where all of a sudden Bryce Young has a career day. Throws for like 300 yards, rushes for 100, just destroys our terrible, terrible defense. But I wouldn't be surprised. So far, he has not shown his number one overall ability in his first two, two and a half games. Um, and I think you know Flores' blitz heavy defense could startle him to to make some poor decisions. But uh, that being said, I do think that that the D backs will struggle as well um yeah i would go similar i would say the defense struggle as a whole um obviously the d-backs are concerned but also the de- defensive line that's really done nothing outside of daniel and daniel's also been kind of a stat pattern considering 
it doesn't really seem like he affects the game other than when he does get his sack on like a third down that doesn't eventually matter um but yeah also the d-backs who didn't really have a good game last week Caleb Evans with the dropped interception that led to a touchdown and Murphy yeah having a pretty poor performance um so yeah the defense as a whole especially if you do play Bryce Young over Andy Dalton um and if you can't get home yeah then your defense is going to struggle the whole game but I think uh the Chargers played similar to how the Buccaneers played in the second half, which was just a lot of quick game that picked up 10 yards. I don't think any adjustments were made, and they did it the whole game. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I don't, I don't think the offense will have a problem. I mean, obviously, we've talked about the turnovers every week this week this year. Um, so I guess we'll have to see with that. But, yeah, my most worry is with the defense, not the offense. I mean, I, uh, if you look – the offense um, is third in total yards per game in the NFL, but we are 17th in points per game. The two teams ahead of us, I believe, are the Dolphins, and I want to say it was the 49ers in yards per game. No, it was the Dolphins and the Chargers in yards per game, and the Dolphins are first in points per game, and the Chargers are sixth. So, like, it's just a huge gap in the sense of like I feel like if you're in the top 10 for yards you should most certainly be in the top 10 for points um which you know I think we are saying we expect top five offense so we're halfway there (laughs) yeah points on the board the offense is what we expected and what we hoped for you know yeah that's true and the defense is slightly worse than what we I was looking through our notes and unless Hayes is going to argue with me and said he said something completely different, uh, we all kind of thought that the defense would be in the high teens to low twenties. Um, that it was th- those were our expectations. It hovered between like eighteen and twenty three, and currently in yards and in points, they're sitting at about twenty seven and twenty six. So definitely better than a year ago, where we were thirtieth and thirty first, but not anywhere near what we thought this defense was going to look like. So room for improvement significantly. For sure. All right. Predictions time, baby. Andrew, you need, you need some help. Uh, You have one accurate prediction. Hayes and I are sitting at four each and all of us are wrong on the records. So Andrew, what is your Sunday, one of your three Sunday predictions? Um, Justin Jefferson will have one catch. Is that actually what it is? No. (laughs) I just need one of these predictions quite bad. Um, This will be a prediction, but it doesn't necessarily involve the Vikings team. I predict Adam Thielen will have less than 50 yards. Yeah, I, I, I guess, yeah, we didn't really clarify. But, yeah, as, as long as it's related to the game, you can say whatever you want. So, uh, old man Thielen is going to be under 50 receiving yards, correct? He will be feeling, yeah, he'll be feeling old. <laughs> All right. Um, Alexander Madison totals over 100 total yards and at least one touchdown. 
horrible. Like we said before, not a very good rush defense with Carolina. Um, they seemed to I, – I didn't agree with the game plan last week to establish the run as much as they did, but I would this week establish the run. So hopefully they can do that. Solid one. Um, his slightly similar. I said that the Vikings – uh, offense will rush for over 120 rushing yards. They will continue to put up rushing numbers against this Panthers defense. So 120 total rushing yards for the Vikings as a team is one of my predictions. Andrew? My next prediction? Yeah. I need to get snappy. Um, Kirk Cousins will have four touchdowns. All right. Four touchdown passes. Four touchdowns. Oh, yeah. We heard you. I wrote it down. That – has he had – did he have four last week? Four against Philly. Four against Philly. Thank you. Okay. Hayes? TJ Hawkinson has a big game. Ten or more catches. Eighty or more yards. One or more touchdowns, so a parlay there. Three leg parlay. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Attaboy, his. Love it. That is definitely a big game. So He did it multiple times last year. I think his first game as a Viking, he had double-digit uh, receptions. Yeah. Um, I'm expecting the Vikings offense to have a big game. 30-plus points and four-plus touchdowns. I think this, and maybe it's just blind optimism here, this will be the turn. This will be a, a the turning of a new leaf. You can't start 0-4 and, and actually have people believe in this team at all. 0-3 is sort of the last, the last tiny bit. We were saying, you know, a week ago, you can't start 0-3. Well, here we are. We started 0-3. And this is this is sort of the the final straw before officially I don't think we can I I it'd be very tough to defend a 0 and four team, um uh, at that point you're almost a quarter into the season so thirty plus points four plus touchdowns clearly you see I'm, I'm I will be predicting a win so Andrew your third and final great question. My third and final prediction. <laughs> My third and final prediction will be Justin Jefferson will have over 170 yards. Stop playing with the boy. 150 plus his first two games. 150 plus his first two games. 149. I love last it. Game. Uh, greatest wide receiver in Vikings history. Greatest wide receiver in NFL history. And he'll only uh, continue this absolute incredible first three game stretch into an incredible four game stretch i i hope you're right and i like the optimism i also love how andrew's like i so badly need some predictions and he predicted kirk to throw to have four touchdowns and jay jets to have over 170 receiving yards but i love it love the optimism hayes third and final ivan pace jr records his first solo nfl sack all right lame I like it. That's a layup. Andrew's Andrew's prediction would be Ivan Pace Jr. records 10 plus tackles and two plus sacks with a forced fumble and a touchdown. Yeah. Jeez. Look <laughs> at points. 
They're just making some psychotic predictions. Um, my final is also defense related. Vikings defense will force two plus turnovers. So the first time this year that they receive two plus and three plus sacks. So I bet Daniel will get his sixth a little stat patter stat patter. Um, I, I, these, these are just random, but I bet, I bet Hitman gets one. And if Davenport plays, he gets his first. I hope Davenport doesn't play. Okay. That's weird. I think he'd be beneficial if he's healthy. I'm so sick of him. You're already sick of him? What if he plays what if he plays the rest of the year, records 12 sacks? Is he still acting annoying? Is he always still limited in practice during the week? Yeah, but he plays and he records 12 sacks. Then absolutely I will not like him. He's still cheeky. Yeah, he's still, well, I don't know, you know, I just, you know, kind of, you know. No, I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about. I, I did I find it super annoying that he was like, man, you guys ask me every week if I'm going to play. It's like, well, yeah. Limited in fact. Your job. You got paid $13 million to be a, a pretty influential or a pretty important part of this defense. So, yeah, you're going to be asked every single week, probably every single day if you're playing. It's half a sack the last two years. Um, all right. Final score prediction. I'll start us off. I'm predicting a two-score big-time win, Vikes 34, Panthers 20. It's, it's going to happen eventually. I ha- You just have to believe it. And if not, then well, I'll kill myself. Um, I am predicting that the Vikings lose 17 to 23. 23 to 17. Oh, so, okay. That's right. Well, wait, I'm sorry. He just predicted the Vikings loss. Am I hearing that correctly? You did. And also he's predicting Kirk to throw four plus touchdowns. Yeah, what? And then Vikings offense to put up 17 points. You guys will get it when it happens. Just trust me. All right, sounds like, good. Andrew thinks there's going to be multiple pick sixes for the Panthers. <laughs> odd thing he's going on here. Um, I don't know. I would like to say they lose, but the Panthers are such a joke. I can't. So Vikings 21, Panthers 17. Oh, so you're okay. So another close one. All right. Andrew, this is our first where we're not all on the same page. So after next week, Either Hayes and I will lead with one, or I guess Andrew will lead with one. Yeah, again, Andrew, oh, if you run down how Kirk gets four touchdowns and they score 17 points. I think he's just covering. He's like, one of them will happen, except what will happen is we'll win and Kirk will throw like two touchdowns. <laughs> well, or is he trying to, are you trying to make a joke where it's, because I've seen jokes where it's like, oh, it's going to be Bears uh, seven, Broncos seven for their game, and Justin Fields will throw two touchdowns. Is he trying to make a joke where Kirk Cousins is going to throw two? No. No. I just think I'm 0-3 on predictions, score predictions this year, so I might as well try to be 0-4. Okay. So you're tanking. Andrew's tanking the prediction, and he gains nothing by doing it. The Vikings continue to throw out their best teams. They gain. I hope Blake Prawl gets elevated from whatever practice squad he's on and then traded to Carolina and goes off for 250 yards. That'd be wonderful. No, for Carolina. Sure. I just don't know what Andrew's idea. I don't know what he's doing. Again, I think he's just covering both. I, 
That's my guess. You can cover both without automatically being. Jeez, I don't need you to understand. Out of all people, I don't need you to understand. So, we'll uh, you no one we'll see. We'll see if our listeners understand, because I wouldn't be surprised if we get some text saying like, "What, what is Bubblicious Scribblicious talking about?" Yeah, all three people. No, more than three. <laughs> all right. Hot dogs will never see. What about the flying hot dogs? He probably doesn't listen anymore. He does. He does. He still watches the games out in Latvia. I don't know how he does it, but hot dogs. How do uh, these nuts taste after that lost? <laughs> so gross. Um. All right. Cool. 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 Well, hopefully next time we talk, we are one and three. Ugh, it's gross, but <laughs> that's pathetic. <laughs> one zero oh, and four is definitely worse. Um. All right, this is Meet at the Quarterback, a Minnesota Vikings podcast. I'm Harrison. I'm Hayes. I'm Andrew. Skull Vikes, baby.